Observations from Rose Bowl practice, Kirk Herbstreit's comments on the narrative of if certain bowl games are meaningless, and when will Justice Suing return to the basketball court? All that and more in this episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 29th in the year 2021, and I'd like to thank every person out there for making Locked On Buckeyes their first listen of every single day. Day. Rose Bowl practice has started. Rose Bowl festivities have begun. The players were at Disneyland a couple days to go just yesterday. Players spoke to the media. Ryan Day spoke. Matt Barnes spoke. Five players spoke to the media. And there's 15 minutes that was provided for media members to watch and observe things that were going on at practice. 15 minutes. Can you get a lot in? Of course you can. There were noticeable ab- absences during this practice. There are also some number changes. There are also some players that are healthy now that weren't healthy towards the end of the season. And there are some interesting things as far as who is starting now based off players that are not able to play. Noticeable absences during the, the practice just a day ago at the Rose Bowl. The list of absences includes Antoine Jackson, defensive tackle, linebacker Cody Simon, cornerback Seven Banks, and safety Marcus Williamson. Other players that were not seen at practice, of course, the three three of the four players that opted out. We'll talk more about one of them in a second. Garrett Wilson wasn't seen. Nicholas Petit Frere was not seen. And Haskell Garrett were was not seen at all. Other players that were not seen at practice: Marcus Crawley, Cameron Babb, Harry Miller, Josh Fryer, Tyler Friday, Jaden McKenzie, defensive tackle Jaden McKenzie, Noah Potter, linebacker Mitchell Melton, safeties Josh Proctor, Jansen Dunn. Jalen Johnson. Now, you may notice some of those names, they're out for the season. Crawley, Babb, Miller, Friday, Melton, Proctor, Dunn, and Johnson are all out for the season. Also, part of the reason why they were not seen at bowl practice. Despite opting out of the Rose Bowl, this one is very interesting. Notice, Garrett Wilson, Nicholas petit Frayer, and Haskell Garrett were not seen at practice, but Olave was at practice, and he was caught fielding punts. I am very confused. We'll get back to the observations here in a second. But I always thought if you're not going to pra- to play, why practice? If you're not if you're opting out of the game for NFL aspirations or whatever the reasoning is, you're not going to play in the game, why in the world would you practice? That's very confusing to me. The Alave opt out, the timing of it, the the things that were happening that very day when the opt out was announced. The day after that, that Ryan Day announced it around 3 p.m. Eastern time. Then later in the day into the evening, Alave ended up sending out a tweet with the graphic officially putting out there his word that he was going to opt out. If you're not going to play, why are you practicing? I'm not a coach. I've coached a little bit every now and then, but I'm not currently a coach right now. But if somebody ain't going to play for me, why are they going to practice? Confused. Very confused. Let's get back to observations from the Rose Bowl. A few other things that were seen there. Kate Stover is practicing at linebacker. There were 
absence is there. You mentioned Cody Simon's name. Taraja Mitchell had a knee brace on. He had nursing a knee injury. He was also with the second team, not the first team at practice. Um, but Kate Stover is now is practicing with the linebackers. He's wearing his fourth number of the season, wearing number five. Uh, Cam Martinez caught punts with the second team. Master Teague appears to be healthy. He might be somebody the Buckeyes need to play in this game. I, I'm not saying he will be thrust into there, but I do think it'll be more a Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson type of deal. But you may see Master Teague as well, because this is probably going to be his last game as a Buckeye. He has more eligibility left, but my gut's telling me he will not be in Columbus in the fall. Jeremy Ruckert and Guy Scott Jr. ended up having a college version of a jersey swap. They literally just changed numbers. Jeremy Ruckert, number 13. Guy Scott Jr., number 8. Tommy Eichenberg was with the, was the starting middle linebacker during practice. That's interesting to me because I would have thought Taraja Mitchell, even though he's nursing an injury, would have been with the ones. He's a captain. He has been a leader with the team. But no, Eichenberg with the ones, uh, along with um, Steel Chambers. And then second team, along with uh, Taraja Mitchell, was Pauly E, now OTOT. That's a lot to take in. What's a general consensus or what's one thing that sticks out to me? Still that Chris Alave observation that he's still on the field. I could go on and on and on. You have your own thoughts. Drop them in the YouTube comments. What do you think about Chris Alave opting out of the Rose Bowl, not playing in the granddaddy of them all, but still being able to and deciding that he's going to practice in the Rose Bowl? To me, that's odd. To me, that's also taking reps away from young men, from individuals that will be playing in the game, but you're getting those reps. Another thing, Kate Stover, I wonder if this is a sign of things to come next year if Kate Stover will not be on the offensive side of the ball, but will be going to the defensive side of the ball. I assume that I thought Kate Stover would be a piece at the tight end position during next year, but this is not the first time he's played linebacker this year. If you think back to the last time the Buckeyes were on the field against the team up north, goal line situation, Ohio State brought in their jumbo defensive package. Um Kate Stover was at the outside linebacker on at the top of the screen during this play. They ran left, offense left. Michigan scored the football. They believe Hassan Haskins ran in one of his five touchdowns in that game. I saw that coming before the play started, but I was I still noticed Kate Stover, Stover. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Will this be something that we'll see down the road? Before we think about next year, got to think about right now. I think that is a good move, getting him more reps at the linebacker position, a position that you're thin at, a position that needs some size, some girth, and that's what Cave Stover brings to it. Very inexperienced, but could be big in a game like this against the Utah Utes on New Year's Day. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and even high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or, if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring up 
your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor, they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order, or let's shorten it, go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are tapped into Locked On Buckeyes here on a Wednesday hump day edition. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. For everyone out there listening, one, thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen of every single day. And make sure you check out the college football playoff preview this Friday. You want to get ready for the big games, Locked On Podcast Network style. There will be a college football playoff preview. There'll be easily for you to accept, to access and digest starting this Friday. You don't want to miss it. A look into the Rose Bowl, a look into the Sugar Bowl, a look into the Cotton Bowl, a look at these semifinal games on Friday. You will not want to miss this look inside these bowl games, major bowl games, New York Six games, college football. We love it. The Locked On Podcast Network is going to provide the preview for you to enjoy starting this Friday. Kirk Herbstreit is somebody that has not been afraid to voice his opinion about things that are going on in college football. Not only is he a college football commentator, but he's a former quarterback, former college football player at The Ohio State University. And I am one person that when I grew up, I grew up watching Kirk Herbstreit on the television, grew up enjoying his commentary, and I grew up really gravitating towards him because a lot of what he is as a commentator and as a person, those are things that are also a part of my life. So when Herbstreit talks, I listen. A lot of people nowadays fall into and fall in love with Joel Klatt. They bring two different things to the table, but they're both really good at their job. Joel Klatt is new. Herb Street's been around for a while. He's been around the block a few times, and he is somebody that has his finger on th- different things that were going on at the beginning when he was playing, when he became a commentator, and things that are going on present day. I want to read you Kirk Street's comments, and I want to let you take some time while I'm doing this, while I'm describing what he's saying and providing my own opinion. Drop your own thoughts in the comment section here on the YouTube chat, on the YouTube uh, comment section. What do you think about Kirk Herbstreit? Do you like what he said? Do you disagree? Or are you somewhere in between? Herbstreit's comments, I'm backing away. Quote, before we had the BCS and the playoff, the goal was to always go to the Rose Bowl. But how often did they actually go? Not very often, yet they, were, they still went to another bowl game and they were excited. I just don't buy into this narrative of meaningless bowl games. These teams have always had goals of getting to the championship. And it doesn't happen all that often. 
but you don't throw in the towel and say, well, we didn't accomplish our goals. It's the Rose Bowl. We used to have to try to deal with a consolation prize being the Citrus Bowl, but it's the Rose Bowl. Maybe these players, when they get out there on the field, it's da- it'll dawn on them why it's different and unique. I get being disappointed, but you've got but you've got to shake it off and move on to the next to the next game and get that bad taste out of your mouth. End quote. He goes on to say a few more things. Quote: I hope this isn't our new norm. I hope it's just an era that we'll get out of. Is the Akron game a meaningless game in September? Are we just going to pick and choose which game has meaning? You go and play and compete your ass off. That's what you do. That's your job, end quote. And you know what? I agree with everything he said. We can talk about offense breakdown, defense breakdown, all of those things. But there's a narrative out there. And it's possible. I can't say concretely because I haven't talked to many of you listening here. I do check the the YouTube uh, comments every now and then. People out there do believe, and I see it on Twitter, people believe that there are such a thing as meaningless bowl games. You want to know why bowl games matter before things that are actually happening on the field? Here's one. Monetarily. Schools make money. Okay, you say, Jay, wait, is, is money everything? No, money's not everything. But if you're going to say it's a, a game is meaningless, let's talk to Ryan Day. Well, no, 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 no. One, this is not a meaningless bowl game. One, if I lose or win, it goes on my resume, and people will judge me and look at me and view me based off how I perform in bowl games, specifically the Rose Bowl. Two, there is a bonus that I will get, Ryan Day now that is, that he will get if he wins a bowl game. So people say, well, money talks, well, Hey, Ryan, they got a bonus coming if he wins this game. Do you think he's going to take this game lightly? These are new age narratives that really don't make any sense. Let's think about this. What is one thing we think about when it comes to the Rose Bowl? Who wins the MVP? There was an Ohio State player that played the 2018 game, Urban's last game. It was a Rose Bowl. I believe it was Brendan White. Don't quote me on that. Names are escape me every now and then. I've heard nothing about him on the field. Last thing I remember is he won the Rose Bowl MVP his last game at Ohio State before transferring. Think about that. Players are opting out. Players are saying there's this game's meaningless. Oh, no, excuse me. Fans are saying this is meaningless. I actually saw on the Twitter, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the quarterback at UCLA, there's speculation about did the team vote? Did the team not vote to play in or not play or not play in the bowl game? And he said, look, if we had our vote, we would play. It doesn't matter to me. We'll strap up in a parking lot. We want to play the game. And I think I do believe the general consensus by players playing the sport right now is they want to play the game. I challenge you to if you know a college football player or if you come across somebody that used to play college football, ask them. Are bowl games meaningless? Think about that five and seven Rutgers team that was not playing in a game at all. The Gator Bowl opened up, had an opening. They reached out. Rutgers is now playing in a bowl game. Think about that. Now, I do think they need to raise up the stock and the level of uh, requirement needed for teams to be bowl eligible. I do think that. I don't think a losing team deserves to be in a Rose Bowl. I don't think a team that is 500 deserves to be in a Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl, the six-game requirement, that was back when there were 11 football games. So six and five was a winning season. Now we're at six and six. We're averaging, we're, we're rewarding mediocrity. 
Your boy is not a fan of that. Raise that bad boy up to seven to five. You'll see a lot more competition during the regular season. The team's playing a whole lot harder to hit that threshold of seven wins to play in a bowl game at the end of the season. It is a great reward. This narrative that bowl games are meaningless, I talked about it previously. It's idiotic. It's stupid. It makes absolutely no sense. You can come at me, hop on my mentions, at jsteven07. I don't care. I don't care at all. Come at me. Because people saying games are meaningless, a lot of them have never played a sport. Some of them have played a sport, but have not thought about what it means to the players, the coaches, the individuals involved in playing such a prestigious or playing a child's game at such a high level. This game ain't meaningless. Yes, it's a gr- it's not the college football playoff game that Buckeye fans believed they could play in this year, that the goal was set at that. Even though it's not, the Buckeyes still have a game. If a game is on your schedule, play the game, be the best you can be, and be all you can be in that game. Oh, yeah, we talk about Ryan Day's record, how it goes against him. There is a narrative out there, Coach, uh, Coach Kirk Herbstreit didn't say this, but there are people out there that believe bowl games are exhibition games. Exhibition games do not go into your final record for that season. They're fictitious. They mean nothing. However, bowl games, they go into the final record for that season. Do you want Ohio State to finish the season 10-2? and two? No, excuse me, 10-3 and three or 11-2? and two? That's what's on the line. A three-loss season or two-loss season that hinges on their performance and how they play against the Utah Utes on New Year's Day. Is it meaningless? Absolutely not. Because we're going to look back 20 years and see Ryan Day either had a three-win season or a two-win season during the 2021 season, and we'll look at, oh, wait, he lost the bowl game or he won the bowl game. They either had two losses at the end of the season or he lost against Michigan and won the bowl game against Utah. These are the things on the line. A meaningless bowl game, get that nonsense out of here. You can talk about that with your buddies, talk about that with your friends. When it comes down to it, ask these players. Talk to them. Talk to these coaches. I guarantee many of them will believe like me and hop on the train like Kirk Curve Street. That meaningless bowl games, buddy, (laughs) that's new age talk. That's not reality. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and it's all one word to receive your bonus from basketball football NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Buckeyes here on a Wednesday part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. For everyone out there listening, if you're watching via YouTube, watching via WKYC.com, or if you're listening to the audio version of this here podcast, while you are listening, take a screenshot, tweet at me, tag me in that tweet. I'll retweet it at jsteven07. I will also on the Instagram story, if you want to put it in your IG story as well, at jsteven07 on the Instagram, I will share that in my Instagram story. Go right ahead. Do that very thing. Also, go to kslsports.com. I was actually on a radio show there in Salt Lake City, Utah, on 
Tuesday morning. About a 10-minute interview with the, with uh, DJ and PK there, the DJ and PK show in the morning. Very fun time with the guys. If you want to check out what I had to say about the Rose Bowl, go to KS, kslsports.com. Check out that interview. Very short, very quick. You can listen to it while you're at work, and I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy a lot of what you hear. This basketball team has not played games. They've had three games canceled. I'm still up in the air on if they're going to have a game this coming Sunday with the current climate of COVID and how bowl games are being canceled. And it seems like players are not back healthy. When I say not back healthy, they're not able to practice just yet. I mean, thinking about having one and a one hour practice and even the amount of players that you have at practice, you can't field a basketball team. I mean, it's starting this. I mean, even enough players to be able to play in a game. I am still up in the air about to play against Nebraska or when they'll or if they'll play another game down the road. The Buckeyes need to get back on the basketball court. A long break like this in the middle of the season is not conducive for long-term success or immediate su- success once they get back on the basketball court. Ohio State has seen growth in a lot of good play from players like Michi Johnson, Malachi Branham. The transfer Jabari Wheeler has been a great addition to this team. EJ Liddell continues to play like, like an All-American. Some type of t- some say potential Player of the Year candidate. I have not watched enough national landscape college basketball to make that bold of a statement. But All-American play from EJ Liddell, I have seen it with my own two eyes. I believe you have too. Justin Arns has been a sharpshooter, a whole lot better defender that I think people gave him credit for. And from the top to the bottom, this is a team that was hitting a stride and then cancellation, cancellation, cancellation. Hopefully, this upcoming game is not a postponement. With it being a conference game, that'll be more of a postponement, not a cancellation. But there's one key piece to this team that has not played all year long. I believe he played earlier in an exhibition game. That is just suing, but he has not played on the basketball court in a meaningful game at all this year. Had an injury that he suffered during the scrimmage against Ole Miss. It wasn't really a publicized scrimmage, but the the Buckeyes did scrimmage Ole Miss prior to the start of the season. And my thought was Justin Sewing on the court along with EJ Liddell, baby, let's run with that thing. But this reminds me about something that happened last year. Now, the talk is Chris Holtman has said Justin Sewing is planning. The plan is to have him back in January. The plan is also to have the Buckeyes back the first time they could get on the court in January, but that's to be determined. But having Justin Sewing back on the court in January, that will be huge. But let's go back to last year before we close up shop on today's show and think about something that happened with a point guard during last year, Mr. C.J. Walker. Walker goes down with an injury. He ends up having to be out for a number of games, and he had to make a very mature adult decision as Chris Holtman talked to him about how he would be as a player in his role once he came back to the basketball team. C.J. Walker was comfortable. The first team unit adding Justin Arndt got into a groove, got into a role. And C.J. Walker said, hey, coach, um, hey, Holtman, I'm perfectly fine coming off the bench. I don't want to mess up their chemistry. I don't want to mess up what they have going on. They, they're rolling. They're, they're, they're hitting on all cylinders at times. And I don't want to be the piece that gets thrust back into the starting lineup, which messes up a very good thing. He made a very mature decision to step back, to sit back, to not be thrust back into the starting lineup, a position that he 
deserve. I mean, he earned it. He earned the, the right to start. He was good, good enough to start, but he was also good enough and mature enough to take a back seat, be the sixth man, and really help this Ohio State basketball team be a whole lot better down the stretch. I mean, during crucial points in games, I think anybody thought they would have been if he was in the starting, in the starting lineup because that second unit needs some leadership. The justice suing situation, he can play the same role with this year's team. Imagine justice suing coming off the bench. The first unit is hitting on all cylinders. It'll be fluid all year long. Malachi Branham, Jamari Wheeler, Justin Arns, EJ Liddell, and Zed Key. All of that. We've already seen Kyle Young come off the bench and be a very big piece off the bench for the second unit for this Buckeye team. But now adding in Kyle Young and Justice Suing on that second unit, think about how many teams in college basketball could be able to stop that. Justice Suing coming off the bench, adding in 10, 12 points a game. Think about how lethal, how dynamic, how wild, how crazy that type of dynamic is. Two guys that started last year coming off the bench due to injury, not being for, not forcing themselves back into the starting lineup, but coming off the bench and really helping boost that scoring and rebounding and really the, the leadership in that second unit, the continuity that they need, that is huge. That is big. And with Justice Suing, right now possibly the plan is for him to come back in the month of January. I am excited to see what comes, what happens next. There's a lot of good basketball to be played, hopefully this weekend from the Ohio State Buckeyes. And the thought, the appeal, the excitement around Justice Suing coming back to the basketball team, not if he's starting or coming off the bench, has me very excited about how good this team will be whenever they take the court once again. Guys, 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 a few days away from the from the granddaddy of them all. Tomorrow on the show, we will have Brian Brown from Locked on Utes, co-host of Locked on Utes. He'll be with us giving us another preview crossover Locked on Podcast Network style as him and I will be discussing the Rose Bowl on Friday. My guy, our guy, Jeff Hunt from the Off the Ball Network will be back with us, giving us our final look into the Rose Bowl. Him and I have not shared many thoughts about the game. We shared a couple. I sent him a text on Tuesday. Excited to get that show going. Let me just tell you this very quickly. That show will be live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, that show will also be something that Jeff and I will just – Share our honest, and you love honesty. We love authenticity. You're going to get both of those from Jeff and I on Thursday evening live. You can check it on Locked on Buckeyes on YouTube. Also on my personal Twitter page at jstephen07, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My guy, Jeff Hunt from the Off the Ball Network and myself right here on this podcast will be live. For Jay Stevens, this is Locked on Buckeyes here on a hump day. Enjoy the day and continue preparation for the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.